You are not, you are not listening, listening, listening. What it do, what it ain't, it's your boy B on the track. And you know I like to rap even though my balls whack. Like that. <laughs> now seriously, um, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to this episode. And if you haven't, please subscribe because it makes no sense. Like, why do you do it to me? You always hear it, but don't want to commit to it. See, that's how I know y'all be cheating. That's how I know. Yeah, I'm being petty today because I'm petty. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tell. Yeah. But now nah, I'm playing for real though, for real though. Um, yeah, we got a dope, 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 dope segment i want to introduce but before i do it i have some great great co-stars with me right now and i really want you guys to know about them and what they have to bring to you at this moment right now so if you beautiful people would okay well my name is alisa miles and i'm a grad student living in columbia south carolina if you want to follow me on my Instagram, it's smiles underscore sunshine underscore 728. And you will get to check me out, see all my little outfits and things. You know, I like to dress and mm -hmm. um, I just like to spread positivity. I'm just always smiling, sunshine and smiles. <laughs> What's going on? This um, this is Kedrick Funny. You can follow me on Instagram at Kedrick T Funny. And follow my two businesses. That's straight to the point. That's underscore str eight. The number two d a point. And that's my barbering business. And my what my wellness business is at Sunkiss Soul. And you can follow those on both Instagram and Facebook. I too am a current graduate student. Um, I'm just doing my my doctoral program for the human services department at the time. Come on, y'all better better be accelerating the bar and showing people what a what an example of black excellence truly is. Um, before we get into all that though, I want to really specifically get into you, Kedrick, and let people know more so about your services and how your business is actually developed. More so from like starting it out to where you are right now because a lot of people think it's easy just to create something and boom i'm going to have such and such people watching me following me and i'm going to be an icon so just break down into that like let people know more so okay so first of all um it does take a lot of time it takes a lot of hard work it takes a lot of determination you will become discouraged throughout the entire process because you will have some people who you feel are going to you know follow you or support your business or your mm -hmm. cause and they're never going to do that okay. whereas you find other people you you never know they might support your business it is it's 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 a it's a defeating feeling when you have so much to offer but the for those who you feel was going to be there is not there mm -hmm. so with the barbering business that just came out of me wanting to cut my own hair when i was in undergrad and then mm -hmm. i felt like okay okay cool i can do this service for others Mm -hmm. Um, I never charged a lot because I never needed the money that bad. You know, everybody in undergraduate school, you know, you, you struggling. You struggle. <laughs> oh, yeah, you struggle. You, you need some laundry money, but so noodles and noodles. So yeah. I wasn't even about that, and then um, it just it just started out of not having, you know, and you started with the whack equipment that's gonna die when you <laughs> upgrade to the little the Walmart equipment stuff. and yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and then you get the professional equipment that you gotta perfect because you can't just have a piece of equipment that's for the professionals and you not craft that art. Come on. Now. Um it's just never gonna work like that. Um but to wrap it up in a nutshell for Sunkiss Soul that idea came out of planting. Mm. Um 
my my lady and myself two years ago we we wanted to start meditating we wanted to you know become we wanted to build ourselves up and that came out of planning our own food um cleansing our water just you know just cleansing the body cleansing the soul so mm-hmm. The name Sun Kid Soul came out of that. The mm. soul SOLs are play on the word, hence Solar. The the logo has a a sun mm-hmm. above a corn stalk, which in of itself is symbolic of something. You know? mm-hmm. um, Come on now. And it's just a wellness organization, it's a wellness mm-hmm. business as far as literature, art, and you know, giving people information on raw crystal stones. You just know any anything that has anything to do with the wellness programs or the development of self, that's what Sunkiss Soul is about right now. And it's been going strong for two years and it has been a tough process as well. <laughs> so, like, just thinking about that and, like, knowing where you come from and mm-hmm. just understanding the struggles in that alone as a black man, how do you feel that you, differ- like, set the... How can I say? Set the... Set the bridge between the two. So... You being a man and you coming from mm-hmm. such and such background to those stigmas of you being a man mm-hmm. coming from such and such background while you obtaining more and trying not to create those ideologies of your mind that came with those stigmas from being from that background and mm-hmm. having all of these so-called ideologies about other people of different mm-hmm. races mm-hmm. or other people from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first foremost, um, I'm originally, I'm originally from Georgetown, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been around Black people or African Americans mm-hmm. or natives or whatever you would like to identify with my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had a, a father, you had a mother, mm-hmm. you had your grandma, you had your aunts living right within the same neighborhood. You know, it takes a village to raise a child. Come on, mm-hmm. and that's what I grew up around, mm-hmm. and um. Moving from that small community niche to, you know, Columbia, South Carolina, going to my undergraduate, mm-hmm. it, it 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 opened me up through, throughout that transitional stage where I understood that not only am I a male, but I'm also a a male of color. I'm a melanated man Come on. going into a society where the odds are stacked against me. Mm-hmm. It's stacked against me. Financially, it's stacked against me. Socially, it's, it's stacked against me. So in every way or shape or fashion you can name, mm-hmm. it's stacked against me. And I understand these are just stigmas. So now I got to do even more mm-hmm. to prove not only to myself, but to the world mm-hmm. that I am capable of doing these things. So that's an extra stressor in of itself. Mm-hmm. So that's just how it feels. It's, it's like a, an ongoing feeling that you have to battle not just yourself, mm-hmm. but to prove to other people that you are able to be accepted in the society i always got that um like feeling when it comes to like just black people alone i feel like we always got to do extra we have to go above and beyond just to you know for people to see us you know it's not like we were handed that when we were born like how i mean i'm not trying to say how white people are so privileged but they are and it's like when it comes to us, it's like they already got this thing like, oh, she's she ain't nothing or he ain't nothing or whatever. But we have to like go above and improve ourselves. It ain't just room. like 
It's just not like they see us and be like, oh, that's a distinguished young lady. You know, they ain't going to say that. They'll be like, they'll be like mm, here she come. Up. You know, they be like, what you about? Like, let mm-hmm. me see what you got to do. And, you all, and I always feel like I have to prove yeah. that I'm smart. I have to prove that I'm about mm-hmm. business or whatever. It's not just assume like when you see other people. Yeah. I know sometimes though, but like for me, I like being ignorant sometimes. So I like to play into it and then surprise them at the end. Like, oh, you actually are educated. You're yeah. actually smart. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You don't look like it, but kudos for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is funny. But, um, more so, this is staring into the main po- point of what I wanted to really talk about today, which was just um, black people as a whole in black culture. Yeah. Like, we try to protect it, we try to create it, but yet. It's always manipulated into either being ghetto, mm-hmm. um, intelligent, well, not intelligent, but un, how can I say? It's uh, like they always want to take it as something negative. Yeah, like they always want to like, flip it and then yeah. use it the same way, but make it cooler because it has yeah. another person That's in it. Appropriation. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, we wear braids or dreads and we go to work. We're like, they're like, oh, she's ghetto. She got braids and, and dreads. But soon as a white person, they get their hair braided. Oh, my God. Becky, like, how did you, like, why did, oh, my God, your hair is so cool. But when we have it, it's like, here goes she go with these ghetto braids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the same. It's like they, they their hair is just like ours. They can mm-hmm. come in with twists. And I come in with twists, and mm-hmm. then they look at me different, but they look at her like, oh, she did something cool. Like, mm-hmm. it's never done before. Like, no, we've been doing this forever, forever, forever. Mm-hmm. Like, even when y'all took us from Africa, we had braids <laughs> and stuff in our hair. Mm-hmm. Like, so, mm-hmm. I just, I hate that it's like everything we do, they they want it. They mm-hmm. love, they love it. But it's like, okay, what we're going to do it, and we're just going to make it look better because it's uh, another person doing it. It's not... Y'all, you know yeah, what I mean? I, mean? I love your culture, but I can't. I, I don't love I don't you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you really want to know what what I I feel is the root of all of this? Mm-hmm. And um, there was some research behind it. Um, a lot of scholars they talk about it. Um, well, it's it's actually being talked about right now. Um, I can have locks, mm-hmm. and I still can't get a job. I can't walk across a graduation stage. I can have grades. Ghetto. I can have gold loops. That's my culture. That's mm-hmm. my culture. That's me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not loved because I'm doing what I was born to do. That's my genetics. Mm-hmm. I do some things that I don't understand, but that's just me. That's my life. That's how I was born. Those that that information was passed down from my mother, from her mother to me. Mm. That's how that is. So, what's being discussed is in order for things like these to change, you have to change the literature. You have to change. These words that we're using, the mm-hmm. color black has always been associated with something negative mm-hmm. in the English language. The black death, the black plague. If something's wrong, it has to be black. Black has no light. White literally in the English language means purity. Mm-hmm. So now if we're limiting ourselves to a pigment. What are we doing in the English language? We're saying that we're negative. I have no nationality. I am a color that's associated with negative thought. Mm. So now everything that's associated with my culture, because I'm calling it black, it's, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's never going to be seen as positive because 
I'm calling myself black and that's what you have learned from childhood that everything is black is negative. Mm-hmm. Can't go outside at, night, outside at night without being scared. You have to have a light. Why? Because it's black. It's dark. Mm. Mm. Dang. That's deep. Dang. So how do you think we ratify that? Oh. How to get it better? System. Education. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, like, they said that everything that's going on now, it was taught. Mm-hmm. It was not, yeah. you did not, they did not wake up hating us mm-hmm. or whatever. It was taught to them that they should hate us mm-hmm. and it's or been, us. or fear us mm-hmm. or whatever. It's been passed down from generation to generation to generation. Mm-hmm. When we were in school, only thing we learned about is European culture. Now, we mm-hmm. never learned about our culture. We learned about our culture like for a month, mm-hmm. uh, Black History Month. And then what they tell you just the general facts. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Martin Luther King, and he fought for justice. Great. You don't learn about everything that like we our our culture and our history is so rich that they don't want us to know it. They don't want us to know it. Like that's why, like back in the day, it was like if you wanna if you wanna learn something, if you wanna put, uh-huh. you know, they say you put it in a book, we'll never know it. Yes. Mm. And that's true. Yeah. And that's it's true. like people, you just gotta. You got to kind of teach your people that I feel like everybody should teach each other about the culture that we did not learn. And mm-hmm. when we were little, mm-hmm. like, and just like how they don't know anything about our history. They don't know nothing about our culture or where it came from. Mm-hmm. We need to teach them too, mm-hmm. because if we teach them, then they can kind of understand us more. So why we do certain things and it's because we were taught. And that's why they do certain things because they were taught, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just that we know their stuff more because that's what we've been being taught from elementary on up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we never get to learn yourself until unless you go to like an African American like um, class, like mm-hmm. we had to do at Claflin. I don't know about y'all school, but at Claflin mm-hmm. we had to learn. We had to go to African American Heritage. That was a class, mm-hmm. and it taught us from like ground up everything about African American. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why. I know a lot about that, but everybody not taught that. Mm-hmm. So that's why they they just like, okay, well, they only know what somebody told them. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like, though, I feel like two things that can really ratify that this experience or just this generation. And that's like, okay, so we educate them, but we don't just educate them. We give them more um, sense of the nature and why we feel um, let them understand what it's like to feel like an outsider. Wake, like, let them see what it feels like to be a minority. And um, better yet, give them a sense of awareness when it comes to sensitivity, when it comes to certain language or how to wear stuff or really feel the sense of knowing what it's like to understand that I don't understand. Because a lot of people look at stuff that they don't understand and just mm-hmm. leave it alone. Mm-hmm. But instead of leaving it alone, why don't you give it special attention and understand why is it such a heightened issue in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what you were saying is, for those who don't understand or have a lack of understanding, it should take some time for um, whomever to you know teach them or guide them in the right direction, so they can have not just an understanding but a feeling. Yeah, I understand that. I understand, but I feel like it's just like it should be like a natural thing. Like, okay, mm-hmm. say for instance, if somebody punched you, you want to know why they punched you, because at the end of the day, what it is for somebody to punch you and not tell you why. Usually, you understand why you're getting hit. You know what I'm saying? Like when your mama yeah, yeah, yeah. beat you for doing something bad, you did, you got to beat because you did something bad, mm-hmm. or 
say for instance, like you get in trouble for um at my school, at my high school anyway, you used to get in trouble for sagging your pants because they just did not uh embrace that thug culture or that type of stuff. And so tolerate so, that. Yeah, so as soon as you sag your pants, you was getting right up. And what if we had more of um, political enforcers on that? Yeah, we we raise the issue, but we really don't put actions into play. And I'm not saying getting violent, but actually create centers, create uh, Mm -hmm. safe havens for people who really are interested and want to know more about the culture. Mm -hmm. Actually have a time to really be immersed in it, be uh, an actual student, learn about it and try to change the narrative and become more advocates. You know what I'm saying? That's is uh, another way we can do it yeah um i was looking at a article today or and it was like at, i think it was at rice university they're trying to pass to where they have like a they call it the black house mm. but basically it's mm-hmm. a center that black people can feel comfortable going to just like to chill relax talk or whatever if they there is sororities, fraternities, and they want to just meet up and just talk or whatever. It's just like a safe haven on campus for African Americans. And um, they wanted their university to do that. And I feel like that was a good thing because I feel like if you're if you're not on the HBCU campus, you really don't have that place to where you feel comfortable, you know, mm. where you're like well, if I go sit at, you know, say I got, y'all got a Starbucks on campus or something. I go sit at Starbucks, like, you know, everybody looking at me and I don't <laughs> like that, you know, whatever. So I just stay in my room. Yeah. But if you have that that center that they're trying to create, like you go in there, you know that you're going to you're gonna be okay. And that you know that every some people are kind of like-minded individuals going to be in there or whatever. And I'm not saying that white people can't come there. You know, it's just that... That's just, it's just like, can we have something? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't have anything yeah. that's ours. You know, it's like, dang, okay, yeah. you Y'all got all these different centers and y'all don't have to feel no type of way about sitting down in the cafeteria, whatever. But when we sit there and all we see is white people around us, we like, dang, like, you know, maybe you don't feel comfortable doing that. I want to be somewhere where I'm comfortable, where I can just chill and not have to worry about mm-hmm. is somebody going to come say something to me or whatever. So I felt like that was good for them. And another thing that they raised, um, I'm going to get off of them, but another thing they raised up was like if a student, a black student is coming in and they requested they want a black roommate, they should honor that. Because, I mean, I don't know if y'all know about what happened to this girl I don't know what campus it was. I forgot. But she had a white roommate that didn't like her. And so she did all kinds of stuff to her stuff. Like, she had put her toothbrush, like, oh, in, like in her story. fecal yeah, matter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And put spoiled stuff in all her cocoa butter or something like that. But anyway, the girl ended up getting really sick because of the toothbrush situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the girl just didn't like her. And, I mean, I'm glad that they finally prosecuted the girl but if she could have just said you know what i want another roommate or whatever they should have just honored that right on instead of saying like oh well we gonna have to move you they moved her they didn't even move the other girl i feel like i shouldn't have to get out of my comfort zone because she's doing stuff to me mm-hmm. i feel like i should be able to stay but they moved her and said she had to go somewhere else and i felt like that was wrong but i just feel like you know I know that if I went to a PWI, I would want a black person as my roommate because 
I, I just, I'm just that type person. <laughs> I, I want to be comfortable where I lay my head at. I don't want to be up like, is she thinking about something? Or as you know, her parents told her to do something. She don't know what she grew, grew up with or, you know, whatever. So that's just my opinion. But I did like that, um, that they were trying to change their campus to where the black people there can feel more comfortable. It was interesting though. Um, you were saying it, and I thought about um another story. It was this Netflix special, not Netflix, Hulu. My bad, Hulu special, mm -hmm. and it was talking more so about this program they're introducing to this high school. Well, only who I think it was Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter that had um issued a special program where only black students could attend, and the school raised an uproar about it because they was like, "Why can't we join in? Like, I don't hate black people. I'm not racist. I just want to, you know, see what's going on. I want to know. I want to be educated." And they took offense to it instead of respecting the wishes of it. Mm -hmm. But you know, naturally, if you feel if you feel like you can't join something, you think something's wrong with it. You think it's more so against when really it's just trying to stand up. Um, but they, um, the outsiders anyway. You know the, you know the white people. I hate saying that, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, they they raised more of a rally or petition against it and got the program. Well, tried to get the program. Um, Taken away and try to get try to get some of the students who were involved in it written up or expelled from the school and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I don't know the whole story in a nutshell, but I that was like the beginning piece of it that I saw because I was busy doing multiple things. But it sounds similar to that story that you mentioned. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot to say about this. One. Go, 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 <laughs> okay, wait, go ahead. Do your thing, do your thing man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start right with what you had to say, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna go back. What you had to say. Yeah. Um. I honestly believe that neither one of us, no one, as a an African American, Native American, or melanated man or woman in this nation, to feel uncomfortable for any thought or action put toward anything that it is just your culture involved or your own people. It is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And this is why we lack community. People don't even understand the meaning of the word community. You mm. have to be on one accord. You do things as a group, as a unit. You move mm -hmm. as a force. That's the only way you can bring anything together. Um, so no, I don't. I don't feel like anyone should feel negative about that. Do what you have to do for your people, even if it's labeled "this is for my people." There's mm. nothing wrong with that. You mm -hmm. gotta help your people. And as a person of this nation, you should root for no matter what your 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 ethnicity is or whatever you believe you should root for other people you should root for other communities to build themselves up mm -hmm. you you have a lot of um communities even within our own city you have the the muslim faith you have the hispanics whether you be mexican or south america you have a lot of nationalities in this one city Mm -hmm. Where they're going to always be within their community. They're going to shop yeah. in each other's community. Mm. They're going to eat from each other. They're going to be right here in their community. Nothing is wrong with that. No one from the outside goes in. It's not that you're not welcome. Come this on. is just not your community. Come yeah, on. and it's this common knowledge. Like You don't even have to label it like, this is Hispanics. Only Hispanics. It's like, mm -hmm. they don't have to label that. It's just, they get mm -hmm. mad because we label it. We mm -hmm. say, this is black people and this for black people only. Because mm -hmm. we have to tell them. Because they just feel like, 
Well, why can't I join? Like, no, you're not gonna be like. <laughs> and, and, and I, 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 I see it all the yeah. time. It's crazy to even feel like that's a group of people that literally don't want no progression on this side. Mm-hmm. But then it goes back to what I said: the literature. You're calling yourself black. Mm. I understand that's your skin complexion. That's what we have learned to, you know, identify ourselves as. But once you put a nationality on it, is it has a meaning. Mm. I'm not a thing. I'm not just this thing. I'm not just this 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 color. I'm not just mm-hmm. singled out as this one thing. So if I'm calling myself this, that's all you respect. Mm. I am not going to respect you because I know not to because you're negative based on what you're calling yourself. Mm. You are European, German, European, Italian, Spaniard. I am an African man of an African descent culture. I live in the United States of America. I am an American man. Come on. So, I feel like once that happens, then their ideologies against why can't we join will change because they don't feel like they have to include themselves because a lot of times it's through fear. We don't know what you're talking about, so we got to figure out what it is. Are you plotting against us? Mm. Why do you feel like we're plotting against you? We're not doing nothing. We're trying to build ourselves up. There's something there that you're not telling us or something there that we don't know that you don't want us to know. Mm. Um... I'm trying to remember <laughs> what you had said. I was talking about, about the, the um the the case with the high school when they had the Black Lives Matter program. Yeah, um, I don't feel like that's something that should have gotten negative um publicity or negative. No, no, it's people have to understand that these children are going to go out in the workforce. They're going to go out into society and you have to prepare them for that. Mm -hmm. You have different organizations where you are only a part of this meeting if you are only involved in this organization. Mm. You the police over here, I can't put on a uniform and say I'm the police officer. Mm -hmm. They do different things. They're under a different oath. They're in a different culture. If he falls down, well, if you're a police officer, you pick him up. That is supposed to train people or or students at a young age. Hey, listen, no matter where you're going to go at in life, you're going to be within this group, within these group of people right here. And no matter what, you're going to run into people who don't like you. Mm. You're going to run into people who love you. You're going to run into people who want to try to be above you at all times. You're going to have to compete with these people. So by blocking off, you know, or sometime in school for a select group of people based on whatever they believe in the nationality, that's absolutely fine. Because you want to experience that as an adult. Mm. Yeah, on another level. But in those experiences, it's hard to keep yourself intact. Like, um, going back to where I, I originally started at, like, you know, um, coming in those subcultures, like your environment, you know what I'm saying? Who are you surrounded by? Black folk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, black folk, we we speak with a certain slang and mm-hmm. that slang could be somewhat taught as miseducated. No, it's not. It's not miseducated. It's mm-hmm. our jargon. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when I even say, you know what I'm saying, that's the whole jargon. So mm-hmm. it's really the miseducation of the culture as a whole, as as America, as people, as new generations are come in, like mm-hmm. like this, this stupid way of saying I'm a I'm I'm part of the black race. It's no 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 no. When you when you're speaking of race, it's ethnicity. That's mm-hmm. what you're really talking about. You, mm-hmm. When you when you're ethnicity, then you're black. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But we are a human race. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We all the people. Mm-hmm. If you cut us, we bleed. You know, mm-hmm. unless you made out of some material, I I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, is 
understanding like, hey, I need a safe haven sometimes because sometimes I get hurt. Like like I was going to the other analogy about getting hit. Like when you hit, you feel it. I don't care how hard it is, how light it is. You're going to feel it because your skin going to tell no matter how. And you know what? This is what I like about us as black people. Like we have a unique way of mentally drawing out of pain. Like whether we flip it to a negative or a positive. Like um, a great example is like some people when they feel real hurt or they feel real embarrassed, they laugh at it or they um, defer the the focus of attention. So say, for instance, I'm the only black kid in school and you make fun of me because I either sag my pants or I got big lips. So you say you got motorboat lips and then everybody start laughing. And you're the only black kid, so you feel weird about it. So then you change the so- you change the topic, and you flip it on them. Oh, I got motorboat lips, but your mama don't know who your daddy is. So boom, you flip it, and they start laughing, ha ha ha. And then you don't feel so bad because everybody is laughing. You know what I'm saying? And we have that unique culture, we have that unique sense to do that. But yet, polar to another race. What I'm saying, I'm falling into it too. Like another another ethnicity does it, and they can't really make that connect. They can't draw that attention or they can't draw that mental focus to not be so much um, of the bad guy or the polar opposite of everybody. Because when you really look at it coming up, we feel like it's us against the world. And, you know, I was just about to say that I feel like we are not say a depressed or depressed ethnicity uh i would say race (laughs) but we i just feel like we always have that um we always got to be like well you know they don't think we should anyway so we gonna we we always got to be like hey i'm gonna make this funny i'm gonna Mm. i'm gonna do this Mm. because i ain't about to Mm. you know just sit here and let them do this to me but we always had to fight for something we always gonna be called something we always gonna be seen as Okay, we got big lips, but your mama just went and had surgery to get my big lips. So, so what the fuck you mean? You know what I want to lie. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like we do that yeah, though. We yeah. we have we can just switch up stuff on yeah. that because we used to get talked about. Okay. Like that's why when they get mad, they want to go shoot up the school because they can't. They don't know how to take that anger and just say, you know what, man, they ain't even serious like that. That's how we big look. Like, yeah, I got some big look. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to put some lipstick on and I'm about to look good, bitch. Like, what's come on, up? Come on, come on. Come on. Talk your shit. Talk your Ooh. shit. Talk your the shit. The cater almost came out on y'all. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, we always can flip it because that's just us. We know, mm-hmm. we don't care if we get talked about. Mm-hmm. We've been talked about for years. Mm-hmm. They they can't take it because they ain't used to having nobody doing it to them. Mm-hmm. And they feel like they're, they're superior. Like, I'm the best of the best. Um, you know, everybody want to be like me. We don't want to be like you at all. Mm-hmm. At all, mm-hmm. y'all want to be like us. <laughs> if anything, y'all want to be like y'all want to be like us. Y'all just don't want to have that same perception in the world. Like, okay, you want to be like us. Like, it's um, okay. Let me say this. Like, how I know it was a black girl, but how ATL when when Nunu wanted to be like the people on the west side, mm-hmm. but she she came from you know rich. She was rich, you know whatever. It's like that's how they want to they want to be like us, but they don't want to be perceived that way. Mm-hmm. It's like okay when when I'm in my um city when I'm in um I'm trying to see what's the good part of here but I know in Atlanta if I'm in Buckhead I don't want I don't want to be I don't want nobody to know I'm from the West Side mm-hmm. I want everybody to know that I'm from Buckhead mm-hmm. and I want you to see me as I'm just prestigious and you know I know everything mm-hmm. but also I want to come to the West Side and be like what's up fam you know whatever mm-hmm. you know and that's how they want to be. 
but they can't be like that. They always want to take, 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 take from us, but mm-hmm. they don't never want to be like, give us like, you know what? I see you. I'm going to give you a, a raise or I'm going to let you get this job or whatever. They don't never want to do that. Mm-hmm. I forgot what I was getting at, <laughs> but it's, it's just how it is when it goes between us and them. It's like, we always got to prove, or like I said, go back to the first thing we were talking about. We always have to prove ourselves or mm-hmm. we always have to go the extra mile to for them to see that we are smart, to see that we can be successful, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks, but we always have to do that. We always have to work harder. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like it's like a lot of how can I say just like, you know how you got that bigger brother or you got that person that you saw that like, damn, I wish if I could just get like you, mm-hmm. if I could just because you do it so good and so smooth, but you don't know everything that person does because you're not really living with them. You don't experience everything yeah. they experience. Mm-hmm. So that's the really I feel like some of the effect with some people. And matter of fact, I'm going to get to the root because you know what? It's really dawning on my spirit and it's really get on my nerve. Like, OK, so you know how we got some black folk. Yeah, I said some black folk that have these polar opposite personalities where they don't really identify themselves as black or they don't really feel like they belong to the culture. So they do everything that's polar and try to represent us or try to represent a falsehood of us. So they'll be black, but they'll really identify themselves as being more of the upper character or the, you know, top 10%. No, 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 I'm not like you. You're a dirty nigger. Okay. You get what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Don't confuse me. Okay. Don't confuse me because I date someone that is white. Okay. You yeah. get what I'm saying? No, 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 no. They group in, yeah. like, you can't group in a group. You can't say, you stay subgrouping. Mm. Is that what you say? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm black, but I'm a black of high standards. Yeah. Like, no, you can't yeah. be like that. Yeah. You, you're you're mm-hmm. black. Come on, come on. You're black. Period. Mm-hmm. Got don't, black. Don't, don't be trying to scratch your hair all the time because when it wet, it gonna crinkle up. Don't play. Do yeah, not play. you're Do not black. Play. Don't play. You're black. You're not black dash this person. You're mm-hmm. black. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna be it. And I said, when somebody see you from afar and they see you, they gonna say, oh, that's a black man. They don't know nothing about you because you ain't said shit out your mouth. Mm-hmm. They don't know nothing about you. They just saw you. And mm-hmm. they gonna say, mm-hmm. you're black. So black. I hate when people be like, mm-hmm. um, oh, well, you know, I'm black, but I'm not like them, 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 them niggas. Mm-hmm. I ain't a nigga. Mm-hmm. I'm black. I'm not a nigga. Like, no, you, you're, you, you may not be nigga because nigga means stupid. You know, that's what they say it means. Mm-hmm. But... Don't try to down your own people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what a lot of people get wrong. Like, when we used to do the light skin versus dark skin stuff. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. Come on. You hear that every day. Oh, um, you acting light skin. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it used to be a joke, but some people take that so seriously. Yeah. Like... I mean, oh, back in the day, you couldn't get in certain schools. You couldn't get in certain clubs. If It'd be a black club. But if you dark skin, you couldn't get in it. Mm. Like, you know, I'm not about to call them out because that's going to start a whole uproar. Yeah. But. Don't yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, I just go. I'm calling a spade a spade. Come on. Come on. Talk your stuff. All right. When it, when it came really down to the popular groups back in the day when you went to college, it was swords and fraternities, which is still popular today. Mm-hmm. Um. Now I am a lady of Sigma Gamma Rho, mm-hmm. Sorority Incorporated. Put it out there. Yeah. Um. But I can uh, from this certain sorority, 
they really went by the paper bag test. Mm. And if you were not above this, you could not be in it. Mm-hmm. Like, and even Spike Lee came out with a movie about it. Come on. Um, school Days. Mm-hmm. They had the Jigaboos. And they had the, um, I forgot what the other um, ones were. Mm-hmm. But if you were light-skinned, they had pretty pretty eyes and stuff like that. Yeah, so and you had on um, straight hair, you was in this one. But if you were dark-skinned, you was a Jigaboo. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that has went so far to where we cannot be this community that you speak of earlier because we're not together. Mm-hmm. We're apart. It's like, okay, now they sit back laughing at us because they're like, damn. They even fighting in their own stuff. Like they mm-hmm. can't even they can't even get the shit together. Exactly. Yeah. So why the fuck would we wanna, you know, mm-hmm. support y'all? Y'all can't yeah. even get y'all selves together. Y'all have been killed. That's how I say black killing blacks, black on black crime. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, I feel like- because we always gotta be so separate. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm black, but I'm light skinned. Mm-hmm. You black, but you dark skinned. You black, but you even darker skinned. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like but that's I feel like that some of that is bullshit because like They'll do. They'll pick out those sub points in such a big, big body that is the black community, and you will pick out those little, those little instances of negativity just to talk about our culture. But let's talk about y'all culture. Y'all killing each other. Mm-hmm. Like you got some kids that actually kill their parents, and that's a real statistic. Like oh yeah, and they yeah. a lot, and they're not in the black culture. But I'm you not know, in. they started this between us. If you really want to split it, because in yeah. slavery they had house niggas and they had field niggas. Mm-hmm. House niggas with light skin, um, field niggas with dark skin, mm-hmm. and so when we grew up, that's the only thing we knew. To mm-hmm. say like, man, shut the fuck up, you house nigga. <laughs> like, you know, you see a light skin, that was you go that what they say. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like it just came down generation after generation where we start saying light skin versus dark skin. Because it was like your grandparents didn't know nothing but that. Your great grandparents taught them that. Mm-hmm. They great they they parents taught them that. Mm-hmm. So it's like it 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 kind of trickled down. But if you really want to say the root of it, the white people started that putting us against each other because we wasn't like that when we came when we came here. Mm-hmm. We wasn't like that. They they did that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not trying to say like some of the some people did rat people out, you know, so that they could they wouldn't be enslaved. We did learn that. Mm-hmm. But how we know about is that hundred percent true? Yeah. I feel you on that too, but I feel even with the preaching of that, you get a a, a bad generation of us that that just hate all white people. And you don't want to teach that narrative of hate. You want to teach that narrative of education, how to better yourself. So, okay, even though we came from that, we can rise above that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just because I fell and broke my knee don't mean it won't heal and I'll be able to walk again. Mm-hmm. So, I, I really am big on just learning from my past. So, like, when I think about certain stuff like that, that's not going to make me say, hey, I'm not going to hang with y'all. It's going to say, hey, Y'all can hang with me, but look, when it comes to certain stuff, I'm not cool with it. Mm-hmm. I don't mind you saying certain things, but when you say certain things in a certain way, it's going to come off in another way mm-hmm. and you're going to get a certain reaction out of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm real enough with myself and who I am as a black man, as an individual, to be vocal about these things. Because if I don't, then you're going to get off a sense of me that's really not understandable for you because you don't get where I'm coming from. You don't know my life. You don't understand what I've mm-hmm. been through. So... In order to for you to have a good relationship with anyone, to, with people in general, you have to educate them. You have to know. You have to let them know, like, hey, this will get you fucked up. 
This will get you loved. This will get you admired and this will get you appreciated. So that's what I feel we need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I had an instance with a white person that I didn't take it like, oh, I'll never trust white people again. But she kind of made me open my eyes to that this is around because I never thought it would be. Um, I was working at this lab in Covington, Georgia. And I was my um supervisor was a white lady and she was teaching me how to do my job, which well I'll be working under her all the time. So just teaching me how to do my job. I would send her every day, I would say, Hey, is this correct? I want to make sure I'm doing everything correct. She would say, Yeah. One thing she told me that had stuck with me was she said, Dang, you're gonna be doing my job better than me. And I I didn't think nothing of it at the time. I was just saying, like, oh, I'm doing I must be doing a good job. A week a week go by. I get fired. Mm. They told me that I was making multiple mistakes and and um that's why I got fired. And I was like, well, I don't see how that could happen when I used to I sent her um I have documentation that I sent her, is this correct? Is this correct? Is this correct? She would tell me yes. And I said, if y'all just allow me to go back to work and go on my computer, my work computer, I could send you the emails where she has told me that it was correct. It was like, oh, but once we fire you, we delete your system. So mm. I can't go back to my emails and show my receipts, mm. as we put it. So I was just like, okay, that means that they'll never want you to do. They want you know, they'll never want you to do better than them. Mm. They'll never want you to have better than them, do better than them, because she was in fear of her job that I was going to be doing better than her. That she had to do something to stop me. So what she did, she went and lied and got me fired. Yeah. So. With that, all I did was saying like, okay, well, I'm still going to strive for better. I'm still, they could have just knocked me down where I didn't want to do nothing. You know, I'm like, but well, fuck it, man. Everything against me, you know, she, I'm going to get fired anyway. Like, you know, saying I, I could have took that as a negative, but I actually, I was mad as hell. I ain't going to hold you. I'm mad <laughs> as hell. But I took that as a like motivation to work harder, be better, um, go for more, you know, whatever. I mm-hmm. don't just settle being her assistant. I when I can be the boss. I said clearly my work standards said I could be the boss. So white I mean, yeah, they, they fear the hell out of us. They know that we smarter and we are a better race. But what you do with that, what you do with that is what matters. So don't be out here wanting to kill them or out here trying to destroy their stuff and all that kind of stuff. I say take that and run with it and do something. Like hit it, hit them where it really hurts. Hit yeah, their pockets. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I feel as though the change should come in at where we understand that certain Europe, certain men, man and woman of European ancestry, they they will always feel a certain way and stigmatize different ethnic and racial groups. They're going to always do this. And what what do we expect? Just like you said, Mm -hmm. you're going to try to to attempt to learn from the past in order to make sure you don't continue to repeat everything that's everything that has happened. I'm going to be 100 percent honest. This that's going on now. We've done. We have done this before. Mm-hmm. We have been looting. We have been up in there shaking our fists in the air, protesting. Al Sharpton been there before, and he's here later. It's, <laughs> it's the same thing, the same and story. no one is no one is saying this. No one is saying that, bro. We have not learned anything. How do you know this, Kedrick? Because we did this fifty years ago. Yeah, it's the same thing. We shouldn't be dealing with the same thing fifty years later. So, the one, the number one thing is to know and trust that. 
you are what you have. You are all you have mm-hmm. in a world that you you. I'm not saying go out and assume that everyone is against you, but just know that there are a certain group of people that don't want to see you do well. They do not want to see you progress, and you should not expect nothing less out of a situation when you know you're not the creator of this job, mm-hmm. you're not the creator of this company, mm-hmm. you're not the creator of this community. What do you expect? What do you expect? If you didn't create your own job, your own food supply, your own anything, someone can pull that rug from up underneath your feet at any time. So quick. And there is no need to repeat history that we did 50 years ago if you ain't trying to change anything about it now. Right mm. now, you have a lot of people unemployed. Mm. I don't care about this group, whether you're a minority or you're wealthy. A lot of people out of jobs. Mm-hmm. The only thing that can make a person stable in this time right now is to understand, well, I might be at my lowest point right now. So what can I do and what can I do? But what I know I have to do is something so I won't have to deal with this again. Right now, us as a black community, African-American community, Hispanic, European, whatever, you should use your resources, your people. If you are collecting unemployment, use that money wisely. Save it up. Invest. Talk to the people that are in the same situation as you right now because that's the only thing that's going to equal out the playing field. Finances. Economics. I don't care if you was rich. I don't care if you was poor. We on the same playing field right now. What can we do to level this? What can we do to help you, help me, help us? We don't have to chill with each other after this. Just let us help each other so we don't have to deal with this no more. Mm. I want to protect my community just as much as you. Mm. Yeah. Man. That's real. So, that being said, I really charge it to you guys as the listeners to take all this stuff in. To, you know, understand that things are being said. uh, Battles are being fought. Ideas are being thought. And it's not your, um, how can I say? It? It's not your destiny to best the best outwit them or best uh, create another scenario or a better situation. But it's it's your power. It's your due diligence to do what's best for you, whether that may not look right in some people's eyes or whether that may look righteous in others. You need to be the creator of your own fate and the captain of your soul. So, really. Take the time to know yourself, know your culture, know your lifestyle, and know what you want, not just for you, but for the person that's standing next to you. I'm Brandon Alexander. I want to thank each of you guys for being on this podcast. Um, once again, please give these guys your, your contacts and let them know where they can reach you again. All right. So my Instagram is smiles underscore sunshine underscore 728 and you can find me there and you will see this smiling face she lady again guys my name is mckedrick funny um that's kedrick t-f-u-n-n-i-e on instagram my business pages are underscore straight to the point that's s-t-r-8 the number two d-a point and that's my barbering business and my wellness business is sunkissed soul it's on Instagram and on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please check out his stuff, man. He's real dope. Real, real dope. 
And while we're on the show right now, I want to let people know that I will be um having ad space for you. So as soon as you throw that ad in there, we're going to drop it in with one of the commercial breaks and let people know how they can get to you and let you be more accessible for them. Yeah, and we are located in the Columbia area. So for my people that's in Columbia, uh, even if you in ATL, you in Charlotte, hell, you can be in Toronto, Texas. I don't care. Come on, pull up. You know, Keisha got you. We got you. It's all love. Yeah, this is the Issue Podcast. Wait, before you go, don't leave me, 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 please, 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 please. I have a huge, huge, huge major favor that I need from you and you and the people that are next to you and maybe even the people that you thought of that could listen to the show but didn't listen to the show. I want all of you guys to please check out the Instagram and don't just check it out, follow it. And be integrated because for some of you up and coming artists to some of you up and coming talents or to you uh, inspiring media personalities, this would be a golden ticket and a golden opportunity for you to collab as well as get your network out there. So check it out. Hit me up and, you know, we can link or we can actually make a collab and do something monumental. Just saying, you never know. But other than that, though, you can. it's a great opportunity for you to be more integrated with the show where you can tell me more stuff that you want to hear, better parts of the show that you like, whether you like open discussions, whether you like a certain segments, or whether you want more segments in there. So don't miss out on that golden opportunity. Also, also, my beautiful, intelligent, um, godlike people, I need you to do me another favor. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the show, Anchor, Google Podcasts, the show's on many different platforms. Subscribe to that. Subscribe to us on those platforms or whatever platform that you're favorite or your base. And don't forget to, you know, comment on us, rate us, and tell us exactly what you like or what's more that you want to see from us. And I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And last but not least, well, not really last, second to last, second to last, I want to let you guys know I'm dropping more merch. Yeah, I'm dropping more merch. And it's not really expensive. It's pretty cheap, I would say. But, you know, I'll be dropping it very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that. And the only way you're going to be on the lookout is if you follow the damn Instagram. I'm sorry. I'm rude. I'm weird. You got to forgive me. But please, please do me that favor. And uh, lastly, I just want to let all of you guys know you're awesome. You're great. You're intelligent. You are powerful. And you are everything you believe you are and beyond. Love, peace, and hair grease. It's your boy, Brandon Alexander. Until next time. Peace.